Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Underhood Show presented by Mel Hamilton Ford. My name is Phil Nightingale. Good morning, Josh. Good morning. Boy, it's a beautiful day out there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Sunny Dang and 70. <laughs> Sunny and 70 somewhere, it just is, not right here in the big city of Wichita, Kansas, or in the state of Kansas, I guess you could say, right, Josh? <laughs> yeah. So, hey, everybody, it's a call-in show, 316-462-3673. Love to hear from you. Anything alien, your car, tires, brakes, batteries, anything in the automobile world, anything in the racing world, we don't care. We'd love to hear from you. 316-462-3673. And let's get the phones ringing. We get a great price package, about over 130 bucks for each and every car. And Josh, as always, what's in that package? Uh, so we're going to mail it out to you, but it's going to consist of the works, which is an oil change and tire rotation. We use Motorcraft oil and filter products here at Mel Hamilton Ford. Uh, while we're performing that, we're also going to complete a multi-point inspection, uh, checking over the brakes, tires, steering, suspension, all the safety-related components uh, on your vehicle. You'll also uh, receive yourself $10 to Mel's Diner, so you can get yourself something to eat and drink while you're here with us at the big corner. Uh, you'll receive complete nitrogen for your tires, so you get all the great benefits that nitrogen has to offer for your uh, tires. And then a BG products package, which consists of a can of MOA or motor oil additive for your engine oil. And then uh, CFI for your fuel system. Again, just getting that vehicle geared up and ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. All right, 316-462-3673. That's the number to our front desk. Just tell me you want to get patched in the podcast with your questions so you can get this great prize package. And uh, Love to hear from you. 316-462-3673. Anyway, Josh, what happened to our nice warm weather? Did you run it off? Uh, it'll be back. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. It, it'll be back. It is Kansas. Just just wait. Well, I should be sitting in Hayes, Kansas, doing our little sprit screen with you, Josh, but uh, we had a little rain out at Salina last night, so here I am back in which city, Wichita. We come flying back here, and I guess we're going to Hayes. It's pretty chilly out there in Hayes, and uh we we'll have to figure out how to keep that old car warm tonight, but I'm not sure how we're going to do that. But we're going to figure out a way to get it going. So, uh, but uh, so yeah, here we are back, and uh, we'll see what happens next Friday at Slime and see if we can do something good. We drink Jake for a change. Drew pretty good for a well, change. Well, so that was going to be my next question, or uh, one of the questions to you is, uh, how's that work? Now you've rained it out. Do they make this up? Do you go with the draw that you already had, or none of that's all that's mute and you start all over again? Well, they can do whatever they want, but what I think they're going to do, because they told us all to save our pit passes, so I think what they're going to do is they ran, I don't know, I wasn't keeping track, three or four heat races before they canceled it last night. So what I'm thinking they're going to do is just continue the show. Start off from there. So they told us to save our pit passes and stuff to uh, get back in next week. So I hope they're just going to take the same existing show and go. Now, they could just wipe everything clean and start over again and redraw and go again, but I hope they don't. As uh, somebody that drew a better, uh, yeah, I can see why you, yeah. why you would want that. <laughs> I want to stay right where it's at from that part. So being the first show of the year, that's how they do it. It's a draw show. Then after that, it goes to what they call a points average, how you average the finish. And then they invert the top 10 off of that. So I'm not sure I like that top 10. I kind of like a top two, maybe I'm not top. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, yeah. from that part. So I hope that's what they do. But again, Tommy Hendricks, is, it's his decision, what he wants to do. And I know he'll make the right decision on what he's going to make see fit for the best for the racing and the crowd and stuff like that, too. But it sounds to me like they're going to just continue, continue the show on. where we left off at. And, and so then the next question is, if you weren't there and you show up, I, I guess they just take and put you in the back of a heat race somewhere because of how you drew, how everybody else was ready to draw and uh just huge so i'm gonna tell you i got out of there uh hit mcpherson got a little bit of wind going and stuff like that and then turned and and 
uh, mound, the side drift on that truck was incredible, but never got a look of rain. Yeah. yeah. Never yeah. got any rain. It was kind of crazy. So I don't know if sure it's quick enough to not have to. Hey, good morning, Del. We're not watching this on a 65 inch screen. Ah, that looks like, too. So. So anyway, yeah, we'll head to Hayes tonight and uh, high 47 in Hayes. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> You're cutting out at times. Not sure what's going on. I bet it's that 65-inch TV. It's Y'all sunny are. and 70. That's, what, uh, that's what's going on. <laughs> so uh, anybody else, let us know if you see us cutting in and out. We'd love to know that before we can get Gus, our IT guy, to get on and get that fixed. I'm so. wondering if that's audio or visual. Yeah, true. Anyway, good morning, Doug. Thanks for joining us. Everything else too. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, so I'm trying to figure out how to get the old car a little warm tonight. High of 48 in Hayes today, and it's never got any wind out there at Hayes. Either. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, kind of open and flat out there for sure. Exactly. So, anyway, why don't we kick off the show, Josh? We uh, got our first 23 F450 Super Duty in, and uh, it's a Lariat. It's not, that's usually a couple trim levels down from what I usually order for our pull trucks and stuff, but that's all we can get in for. Mm -hmm. So it was good to, uh, hook onto my truck and with that new truck. And, uh, I'm going to tell you, I didn't know how they could make a super duty better, but I'm telling you this thing rides. It's quiet. It handles. Even Jake looked over and goes, you're not even driving that thing. Are you? And I, it was so easy to drive and handle except in that wind. Of course, you know, with everything around from that standpoint, but excuse me anyway the, the technology in that truck too it's got heads-up display oh really yes so you huh. can see your speedo you can see your turn signals you can see the outside temperature if you hooked your nav up or whatever it's giving you the directions the of the directions nav where you're going to be yeah the lane keeping it's in there for you so you kind of know where it's at and i'm going to tell you that's another thing that that lane keeping with that trailer on there works flawlessly this it is stays. so They've done a, such a fantastic job. Now, where I'm going to really got blown away was when I first turned on my turn signal. Oh, and you get to see the sides of the You trailer. turn your turn signal on, in the screen, jumps up, the if you're turning left, the left side all the way down the trailer. And there's a camera on the bottom of the mirror that shoots down that trailer. And I can't tell you, that is so cool to know where you're at, what you're doing, especially turning corners or whatever. But even yeah. just on the highway, passing cars and whatever, and veering back in and stuff, it's crazy how good that is very cool but uh, i haven't stomped on it of course this is the high output 1250 pounds of torque <laughs> oh almighty get things moving yeah so anyway i haven't stomped on it yet i only got a couple hundred miles on it jake thinks i need to wait till 500 but i probably do need to wait till <laughs> I jam the throttle to kind of see how that 1250 pounds of torque is going to be versus a thousand uh so another 250 foot pounds of torque and stuff too but i will tell you it's crazy pulling the hills and stuff where the other truck would maybe downshift one time that one didn't even attempt to downshift not happening from that part but again i can't believe how great that truck rides how it handles uh it's uh amazing to me how much better they've made those trucks and i just like i said i couldn't think they could make a better truck than what they made with the 22s but man that 23 is hands down a night and day difference truck from those so options wise from uh, uh limited or platinum what are you what are you missing you know, I have to go study that up because I see when Jake was kind of asking the same thing last night as we were driving along because it's got the heads-up display. It's got all that stuff. 
but I think there's still some technology with the trailer because I can't get, maybe you and I can sit down and figure that out to get the blind sight monitoring all the way to the, to the back of the trailer. Back of the trailer. Yeah. Like when I hooked up the trailer, I mean, it popped up on the screen. Hey, trailer, name your trailer. And I had to give the dimensions of the trailer, the length, height, and width, uh, and weight and all that kind of stuff. So I think there's probably some other settings in there too, but I still, I still know there's some technology with the cameras and stuff that's not there yet. Cause that's part of the high end stuff that's coming in the King Ranch Platinum and the in the limited on that standpoint too. But, uh, I don't know. I have to go down and study all the stuff that's missing. Cause I, man, there's pretty cool for what we got so far. Yeah. I know, uh, they were here this week doing uh, super duty training. Did you have a chance to <coughs> sit in? On man, one I of those? never made yeah, it on one of those, like too many irons in the fire. I wanted to set in there and stuff like that too. And all the sales guys were very excited with they, what that guy taught them, what they knew and, and everything else too. And, uh, so far we've got, I don't know, 15 or, 18 something like that a super duties in here there yeah again they're starting off with the base xls and xlts and now the lariats are coming uh they're saying job two is when they're going to start building the king ranch platinums and limiteds and that's just right around the corner for that part and i got a bunch of orders in the system for those so can't ex can't wait to see those trucks once once they get yeah here. they're definitely starting to roll in uh from that side of things but it's been a long time coming on that on that new super duty or just super yeah. duty in general uh for sure yeah, so it's a, yeah, like I said, we took off out of here with it yesterday and I still could not get over. Of course, you know, I come out of that XL uh, 350 that mm -hmm. I was driving and, uh, you know, that had, I don't know, I think 35, 40,000 miles, something like that. Yeah. And, you know, she did a great job pulling the truck too and everything else too, but it's just night and day difference from that 21 to this 23. It's just 10 times different uh, from that part too. So, Anyway, hey, 316-462-3673. Love to hear from you. Anything ailing your car, tires, brakes, batteries? You want to talk about that super duty? We'll talk about that too. But hey, want to hear from you. Anything at all? We'd love to give away this price package or, you know, sometimes even a diagnostic too, right? We have we have been known to do that. So just a few times, right? So So I got a, a question for you. Okay. Or a question for the listeners. Okay. What uh what is your experience or have you had an, any experience for uh, state uh, mandated like vehicle inspection oh. and then what's your opinion do you think that's something that uh, should be implemented or not and so I go back and forth uh, and this is kind of a lead-in question because I've got some some more stuff to go I'm sure along you do. with that I know you uh, do <clears throat> but you know uh, initially my personal thought on that is uh, what I hate to see is uh, in this industry, I think that there is a, uh, an easy out for just about anything. So I think that there's somebody that uh, somebody out there, if there was a state mandated inspection, that uh, there's a shop out there that would probably fill out an inspection without even seeing a vehicle, yep. you know, from that mm. side of it. And so and then the other side of it to a consumer to have to pay for something like that, I would rather see them take the money and put it towards whatever vehicle repairs that they would need. Yeah. You know, well, I just think that to, to have to pay money annually every year to have somebody uh, inspect your vehicle, just so the state, I guess, is understanding that it's safe. Uh, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but now on the flip side <clears throat> of that, I do see where people let things go. And, oh, yeah. you know, the, they shouldn't be driving it. And, you know, when you're, when you choose not to do something uh, to your vehicle, 
at some point, it's not just about you or your budget. It's about every other motorist that's out there on the road. Being safe. And being safe for them. And so, you know, I just, uh, looking for opinions on state inspections and, and what people's thoughts are of that. And if all everybody saw that video on Facebook, I've seen it several times where this truck is driving down the road. It's a lifted truck with some big old wheels and tires on it. Then the left front tire comes off, veers in the other lane in a, um, small SUV type car, hit that tire, went underneath the car and flipped that car. So naturally what happened to that truck? There was something definitely badly wrong with that truck. And you. I can't believe someone didn't notice well, it driving it down the road, how bad it had to be happened for that tire just to shoot off. Uh, but think about them people in that car. I don't know if yeah. they were really hurt or where they were, or they weren't or anything from that part, but, but it did a tire shot off from the left front, went in the other lane and a car hit that and rolled over the top of that tire and it rolled, flipped and rolled and rolled that car. Yeah. I promise you that, that, uh, there was a noise or there was a feeling <clears throat> something or handling, there was a, yeah. you know, a performance issue to get to that point. And like, like I said, at some point, you know, yeah, you can, you can pass these things along, uh, for so long, but then at some point it's not only about you or your vehicle, it's about every other motorist on the road and, uh, you know, keeping them safe. That's totally unfair to them that you choose or want to ignore that. Yeah. Anyway, Delbert says it was a Kia soul. About, I thought it was, that's what it was, but I wasn't hundred percent sure from that part, but you're all right. Just keeping everybody else safe out there from your part too. Now I'm going to go back into the state inspection because back in the, my early days of being a tech, we Kansas had, state, had that, we yeah. had it. And I did, I can't tell you how many of those state inspections I did. Uh, but what was funny about it to me was yes, I did the right thing. I filled out the forms correctly. I inspected the cars. I, we had to pull the, you know, brakes had to be checked. The tire dips had to be checked. The front suspension had to be checked. All that stuff had to be kind of gone through. And if you did the right inspection, it took at least 45 minutes minimum to inspect a car correctly and everything else too. But what always, you could always tell when someone's trying to slide through that inspection because they would come in, you could tell the tires weren't the car tires on their car and that kind of thing. And they take things off other cars to put on that car to get the inspection to pass and all that kind of stuff. So I hated that part of the inspection side of the coin because there's nothing as a shop we could do to say, yeah. As long as when you inspected it, it passed. Yeah, no, that's that all it needed. Yeah. I can't remember what it costs now either to have that, what you paid for that, that inspection, uh, on it. And it was a yearly basis that you had to have that thing inspected. So you guys actually filed paperwork then with the state. Yes. Or, okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We actually filled out the form and, uh, gave the customer copies of it too. And then we would actually send that to the state to prove that the, uh, uh, car, you know, what we had inspected, what we had done or whatever too. And I don't know, I you know, right now, currently, I don't know how many states have a state inspection. I think, te- I'm pretty sure Texas does. Uh, I don't know if that's the closest one to us, but if you have experience with that or whatever, I'd love to love to hear from you or see what that entailed uh, yeah, and what, you know, how much that cost and, and everything like that. And then you'd get into, I still remember a couple of times when people, when I would fail their cars and just get mad at me because I failed it, but I, you know, it's my word against anybody else. Okay. And, uh, in Texas, it's twelve fifty a year. Thank you, KR Three Garage. Appreciate that telling us from that same point too. So Texas does have an inspection, twelve fifty per year. But here's what I will say: you know, Josh, you go back and forth with all this other stuff too. What we pay, in my opinion, what we pay in taxes for our personal property tax on our cars versus what Texas pays, I guarantee it's it's a lot less. Yeah. So and it worth. 
that's why everybody complains about taxes and different things. We got to look at the whole gamut of where we're paying, where we're not paying, all that kind of stuff. Well, Texas has cheaper than you, but they pay twelve fifty a year. Now, granted, twelve fifty doesn't seem like a lot, but now let's take our time and effort and everything else like that to be to get scheduled in, go to the shop, get inspected, get the paperwork filed, do all that kind of stuff. It's more than twelve dollars and fifty. That's what you pay cash out of, but your time and money spent oh, yeah, to get it done. Yeah. Would be would be huge. I would hate to have to I'm gonna be honest with you, I think that the state inspections are just that's why I think Kansas got rid of it. It was just so much of a farce that everybody was lying, cheating, and stealing just to get an inspection done or Think well, about the money paid under the table to get their cars paid. Yeah, and and like you're you're saying from the consumer side of it, you know, uh, if if the vehicle that they're presenting you is not the vehicle that they're driving every day, so if they've altered it or uh, did something to it one way or the other just to get the inspection done, I mean, you're you're defeating the purpose, I guess, at that point, or yeah. vice versa. If you have a shop out there that's just you know whipping the inspection or whatever, and then the other side of that is, you know, I for the consumer side is that I do feel that there's probably situations where people get in where a, a shop is just looking to do something or, or, and, you know, is marking something on an inspection that may, may not be a, an extreme immediate need. And, you know, it's, that's not necessarily fair to the consumer. So I get it on that side of it too. Well, I guess back in the days when I was doing those inspections, I got customers telling me, oh, you're just trying to sell me something. Cause they think, and then we go, we did, we did so do a lot of repairs based on the to, to fix yeah. the car to get it to pass and all that kind of stuff but that's not how i played the game i i knew what i was looking at i knew what i needed to do i knew what my rules were with the inspections and stuff like that too but i'm sure the state of kansas just got tired of fighting it and knowing knowing that there was too many lies cheating steals going on to make that inspection get through and so from the other side of that is just traveling done a lot of traveling yep. you know around and everything like that i can't tell you i'm not not saying that I necessarily know what states have state inspections versus states that don't have state inspections, but I can't say that I've seen less vehicles on the side of the road on a state that has a state inspection versus, you know what I'm saying, as far as from that side of things is, uh, I suppose they're all going to break. Uh, yeah. But it would be interesting to know statistically that if uh, accidents are less from unsafe hey, vehicles versus ones that aren't on states that do have that state inspection so mm -hmm. but i don't know how you'd ever prove that just with number of vehicles in each state and yeah that's docu thing. true documentation on accidents and stuff like that take a lot of studies time yeah. to pay someone to go through and do that study to prove what it was on that standpoint from knowing that but uh again the state inspections uh i'm a i'm a big negative on them right now i think that the uh situation we need to do is we need to uh rely on take care of the cars and get them inspected like that in that part so and then again just the money uh, that they would have to spend towards that inspection could could go towards a repair or you know fixing a vehicle as opposed to spending it you know yeah. obviously 1250 is not a not a huge uh, but about how many yeah they couldn't pass they could death filters off these filters yep from that part so uh seven and three love to hear from you with, with anything tire batteries whatever it might be and uh seems like we might have a little bit of technical difficulties going on and looks like we're back up live again so sorry about that we're gonna have to get gus working on our audio feed here of some sort i think 
who knows what's happening. We'll get to figure it out. So sorry about that, but we have Gus check it out for us too. So anyway, back to the state inspections. I mean, that's that's the other thing. Back in my day, was the catalytic converters. Yeah, you know, from that part, and then uh, again, people getting mad and everything else like too. But anyway, love to hear from you about state inspections. What you think? 316-462-3673 and get a great price package about it. We're bucks just for calling in. So now uh, let's roll over here and share this screen. This one? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, we'll go ahead and flip over to this other uh, tab up there. So this here uh, was a vehicle that was in the uh, shop here. Uh, a couple days ago and i happened to take some pictures on it so this is a brand new uh set of brake pads and i think if you run that uh the mouse over that over here and then i think they'll see it on the screen so basically the brake pad the lining on the back pad you can see that's brand new yeah all this lining mm -hmm. right here right there is so you can see the where how much gap is right there how much pad is still there left okay but that's the that's the uh brake pad portion of the of the uh brake and then also just the thickness of the rotor so this is a brand new rotor as okay. well so just how thick that rotor is yep now if you go back and you'll go to probably picture uh up at the there you go go back a, a picture this vehicle came in and it was for it came in for a coolant leak that was the complaint okay and this was the the brake pad uh that we pulled off of it and you can see the so that's a new see, pad right there there's your new one and here's your to it metal to metal and that is just metal to metal okay yep and then you can go back another picture that's the rotor that came off of it holy smokes it's almost gone the 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 actual face of the rotor is completely missing the those bumps or ridges there those are the cooling fins uh, that are in between the the faces of the rotors so air gets in there and can cool that then you can go back another picture there's the top of it wow so this thing had a uh, seized up caliper mm -hmm. which then caused it to basically apply the the it was the passenger rear brake on it and it stayed on until it just melted down the the uh, pad and then melted down the the rotor uh from that side of things holy smokes but so this looks like this was on a three-quarter ton truck it was yeah it was okay. on a three-quarter ton truck so his stopping distance was really good wasn't it couldn't it had to have been i mean there's so many warning signs to this uh but oblivious no clue that uh that that was going on or that uh that that was an issue and that's just the the pad yeah, the in pad the, itself right mm -hmm. here is the pad where it's metal to metal from instead of having any kind of a material there to help stop the car just another picture of the rotor yeah there. yeah i think the first two were i just uh maybe was on blast on the on the camera so yeah. but taking a look at that you know that's that to me is scary for not only the driver of this vehicle but other motorist on the road you know and with it being a, a three-quarter ton uh now you've got a potential of pulling a trailer uh don't know what the weight of the trailer is anything like that but and the vehicle came in for a coolant leak now not even for a brake concern yeah, whatsoever yeah, no yeah so let's you know again talking about being safe on the road and all that kind of stuff too think about this if he needed to stop quickly 
Which way is that truck going to go? Because I promise you, if he's under a panic mode, who knows which way that truck's going to jerk, veer, or pull, or do whatever into the next lane, into the side of you, or whatever. Um, so, I, I, yeah, this is crazy. Because you had to have heard the noise. You would I mean, think. Yeah. Well, he had his radio up too loud. <laughs> Just the, the grinding, the, you know. Uh, and here's my thing is this is, that's got to be several thousand miles of driving in to wear that you, down you know, that bad. yeah yeah from from the time that it uh how do you think you'd feel it as you break too yeah. from the time that it started making noise uh to to that point um i don't yeah. know you know that's uh that is that, crazy, crazy how how much that's worn down but you can like you said in that other picture you can see how thick that one side is so the, the other thing is the caliper is so you said the caliper actually seized up too yeah yeah. Okay. So now let's take that, go a little further is what did this cost to repair versus what it cost to repair it? If somebody would have said, Hey, I'm feeling or hearing a little squeal or noise or grind, uh, and stopped. Yeah. You know, at that point it maybe would have been, uh, a set of brake pads, maybe some slide pins on the caliper. Uh, you know, uh, mm -hmm. from, from that point and maybe machining the, the rotors and, and going from there, but you're several hundreds of dollars more into this deal now than what you were, uh, just by identifying something going on. And I'm not, I'm not saying that somebody has to be a technician or mechanically savvy in order to, to know this is going on. But it's just understanding what the car is saying and or you know that it's talking to you in some way, shape, or form, and then choosing to do something about it and not yeah. and not ignore it. Yeah, that's uh that that the brake pedal had to be vibrating, the noise that coming out of that thing, somehow, shape, or form, we just ignored it as we were driving. And so my next question is gonna be, Josh, I don't know if you know this or not, is was this a company truck and the guy that was driving it didn't own it? Or do you even know that kind of a situation? So it was a company truck, uh, or it was a, a business from that side. Uh, and, you know, we talk about this uh, a lot on, uh, you know, on the fleet side. And we've also talked about that as far as the, uh, for this very specific reason on the pickup and delivery versus mobile service and, and stuff like that is because typically on fleet trucks, those guys drive those trucks until... They break. They, they break or they can't. And then they bring them in and they'll do a massive amount of repairs on them uh, to get them kind of up and going because they, they don't want the down vehicle. So I think of, you know, going back to uh, a mobile service on this deal. So let's say you got called out for a mobile service, you know, uh, you're not going to have every you're component. That you, truck. Yeah, you, you're not going to have every component you need uh, for this for this customer. Um, from from that side of it but it's uh it, it is crazy um yeah and you know we've had that discussion on here before about mobile service versus uh uh doing them here and you know pick up and delivery and that sort of thing too and uh yeah we're going to have us a mobile service van it's on its way it's going to be here in june and we're going to start trying to do a few things with that to try to make a few other situations better but am i going to try to go out or i shouldn't say i are we going to go out and try to do repairs like this of this brake job out on the out on the parking lot or person's garage or, or driveway or whatever. No, we're not. Uh, I need your vehicle here. And I hope you understand that, that your vehicle needs to be in this environment with technicians, all the parts we got and everything. 
You know, it's just like yesterday, Josh, I'm in that warehouse. You know, first thing I thought of, we better call Evans. We need to build on to this, yeah. dude. It's getting, and yeah. thinking about all the parts we now have to stock and everything else like that. And how you think you can put that on a mobile service van and go out and take care of someone's fleet truck? I don't know. Because I can promise you that's a fleet situation. And that's going to happen time and time again. And they're going to drive that truck till it breaks. And you can't fix it out there at the job site. Can it? I guess you could, but then you're going to have all kinds of trips and everything else and parts delivered. And it's just not effective, in my opinion, of doing that from that standpoint either. So uh, just everybody know we're, we're very involved with the pickup and delivery. We'd love to come pick up your vehicle at your house, your work, whatever it might be. Bring it in, have it serviced, get, and then take it back to you. Uh, but yeah, we're going to have a mobile service van because Ford's making us. I'm just going to tell you that right now. They're making us have it. Uh, don't like the issue getting that shoved down our throats and everything else from that part because how well we're doing with pickup and delivery uh, and to make it more convenient for you to get your car serviced by that standpoint. Uh, but we'll do a few things with that mobile service van to try to do some minor stuff and everything else too. So Hey, let's, uh, let's go to the phones and talk to Delbert. Delbert, you're on live with Under the Hood. Good morning, and first of all, wow. Yeah, isn't that <laughs> something? God. <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? That is just terrible. I can't, you know, I, and then when you said it was an employee truck, you know, employee was driving for a business, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. They don't care as much about their vehicles as they do the vehicles that they drive themselves. So, Well, and I don't, you know, I've seen the very similar situations with customers' vehicles, too. You know, just uh, independently owned, or or uh, when, when you talk about loose uh, loose steering components or ball joints or or stuff like that, uh, you know, we've been in situations where uh, uh, we've had uh, vehicles in here uh, for whatever reason, done a multi point inspection on them, and found something that is you know equally as concerning as this, and a consumer just for whatever reason doesn't either uh you know have the funds to fix it or doesn't want to fix us fix it or doesn't think that uh you know that we're telling them uh the right information and i we have i have personally uh uh towed stuff out of here because i wouldn't let a consumer drive it i've personally uh you know had <laughs> yeah. the dealership pay for the tow to get it from the shop to back to the customer's house just to try to let them know that that's how important that it is that, that that something like this needs to be addressed uh on on that side of it you know and i don't uh if somebody doesn't trust us or doesn't think that we're telling them the the truth or you know whatever i want to do whatever whatever i can to help bridge that gap but at the end of the day i it needs to be fixed whether it's by me or some other repair shop just because when they're going down the road I don't, what if my family is in the car next to theirs or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? There you go. Uh, I know. I'm not at that time or at that point, I'm not concerned about uh, their safety. I'm worried about every other motorist safety. So. Yeah. getting a lot of comments coming through here too, Josh. Uh, Jared texts me, you know, it's how these manufacturers are taking these inter service intervals and trying to extend them so long. And that's, that's good. That's hurts us too. And just like Darren Cup comes up and say importance of normal maintenance and inspections during oil changes. That's exactly correct. That's why we push the multi-point inspection as hard as we do. And it goes back to my day when I was wrenching with my dad, every 200 miles, someone would pull in and we all, almost did a multi-point inspection because we checked the oil, we checked the radar, we checked the battery, we aired the tires up, uh, you know, and that was every 200 miles and probably put a quart of oil in them every 200 miles too, probably. Yeah. Now today we're going 5,000 miles. We're not even touching these things. 
we're more worried about going to the quick trip, getting a drink while our gas is getting filled up than we are worried about how our car is getting inspected. <laughs> and it is true. And I mean, I, that's just, again, our cars are so much better than they are years ago. But again, we can't let these things go. But I'd like, that's the next thing is I'd like to know the last time that truck had been serviced. Yeah. That'd be another true thing. They might have went into one of them 10 minute old places, dropped the oil out of it, put it back in, and off we off they went. And yeah. yeah, I made that mistake going into one of those 10 minute oil change places once, and I'll never do that again just because the oil they use is crap, <laughs> in my opinion. Well, but, uh, you know, I, I've always gone to a Ford dealership. And as you guys know, in Oklahoma City, the dealership I used to go to closed, uh, which is probably a good thing because after getting my car back from you guys two weeks ago and driving it back, the engine was so much quieter. So that makes me wonder if that other dealership didn't do what they were supposed to do by putting the MOA in it when I asked them to and all that stuff. So, yeah, you know, I'm not saying they didn't, but it just makes you wonder when you have something nice that comes out of it. Uh, as far as, you know, when I, like I said, my car was, my engine was quieter for some reason after you guys worked on it. Um, doing oil change and filter and an MOA additive. So, you know, that, that stuff makes a difference yep. is where I'm going with that. You know, that MOA is just an amazing product from BG and, uh, and that's what I get in my car every time if I can. Uh, and yeah, it's a little bit more expensive for your oil change, but you know, if, the payoff, the payoff in the long run is yeah. pays dividends on that side of the coin. Yeah, just so y'all know, I drive a lot. I got 86,000 miles on the car already since y'all worked on it the other yep. day. So I, was, I put on another 2,000 miles on since I worked on it. You worked on it. Sure. These uh, things, the, the things you found that, you know, I kind of suspected were getting weak battery. Okay, I'm going to put some money away so I can get a battery because they've gone up. They're expensive. So. And um, uh, was cheaper than going to my local auto by about two hundred dollars. So with that, it's like you know you, you wonder why Rock Auto is doing so well. <laughs> same part, same part number, and it's two hundred dollars cheaper, even with shipping. What well, part was that? that. Uh, well, I did the uh, rotors all four and uh, pads all four. So, yep. Anyway, Greg Murray says and here too. Just, when he goes six hundred miles on a tank of gas, less chances of checking things over too with these big gas tanks we got now. <laughs> how about that? <laughs> how, how, how long does your gas go on yours? <laughs> Good point. Yeah, Wait. I hadn't thought of that because some of these cars can go quite a ways on gas now. Well, and you're probably doing a lot more in-town driving and stuff like that, too. But how far you typically go on a tank of gas? How many miles? I get about 380, roughly. 380, yep. Well, I'm sure Greg, yeah. I think Greg's... Yeah. And I that can go up and down depending on the weather. If yeah. it's really windy, that's going to go down because, you know, this is Oklahoma and the winds are just blowing all the time, so... Yeah. Greg's driving an F-150, so I'm sure he's got the big gas so, tank, of the 35-gallon gas tanks, what he's got on his truck to go that far, too. But. Power boost, didn't he, as well? Yeah, yeah. He, once he goes that 600 miles and has to pay that $175 bill. <laughs> <laughs> to fill it yeah, back up. To fill it back up again. Yeah, I get yeah, that, no too. Yeah, no kidding. I get that, too, yeah. I still remember here a couple years. I'm sure years. he's using premium, right? Right? He's using that premium stuff, I know, right? Greg. Are you using <laughs> premium, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> 
So anyway, I would, uh, I would suggest nobody use ethanol based gasoline. But that's just me. Yeah, yeah. I still remember here a couple uh, years ago. I was going to go fill up our t-shirt can shirt or t-shirt cannon gun canisters at a little hobby town kind of a thing or whatever over There's here on the stress west side on over there and there was a i'm not gonna give the name there but there was like a quick lube place setting right there and uh there was six vehicles oh, setting in line that sam's club regular uh-oh <laughs> yeah and i went in to fill those tanks and when i come back out all six of those cars were gone well, they got a quality oil change, didn't they? Just let alone, just they couldn't even got the oil out of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they were all gone. They went through that service and gone. Yeah. So, yes, Sam's Club regular for old Greg Murray on his fuel. Getting them points, right, Greg? Yep. Got to get them points. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so, well, anyway, Delbert, thanks for the call well, guys, as always, buddy. Thank you guys for taking my call. I'll let somebody else hopefully get in and get some, some stuff done. But uh, awesome job, you guys. You guys are the best in the business and uh i just want everybody to know that so all right buddy really appreciate that delbert have You're a great welcome. weekend you guys have a drive safe buddy i will thank you guys have a great day you too Bye. all right 316-462-3673 love to hear from you anything angular car tires brakes batteries you want to talk about these service intervals you want to talk about State inspections, whatever's on your mind, love to hear from you. So you get that great price back at over 130 bucks for each and every caller. 316-462-3673. Somebody's got to have a state inspection uh, experience, I'm, I'm sure. I'm just sure of it. Good, bad, or any different. Good, bad, or anything, think. any different. Yeah, that's exactly right. So anyway, Josh, that's pretty good information to be giving people to show what this does to their vehicles and stuff and these brakes and everything else, too. And uh I know there's more of these issues that go on every day in our repair center and everything from the quick lane to the main store here on the situations where customers could have saved themselves a lot of money if they just would have let us do that inspection every 5,000 miles. And yes, Jared, I, I don't like these extended intervals either. It took me forever to get off that 3,000 mile interval for sure. And, you know, I don't. So on the extended intervals portion of it to go from 3,000 to 5,000, okay, as long as as long as you're not hurting anything and everything's okay, I guess that's, that's great. Yeah. It's going to be much better for the EPA, uh, you know, as far as the amount of oil that's used and, and stuff like that. Uh, but then when you stretch that, so you're already in my mind, you're already stretching it going from the three to five, but then now you have consumers that think, well, five, I could probably stretch it to seven, seven or eight. You know, uh, like where's the, if everybody's stuck with, you know, the recommended interval where you at, and then you got, you know, I went the other day, uh, we had to get some uh, change oil in a mower and I used mobile one, uh, oil in that. And so I went, went and picked up some mobile one and right on the can 15,000 miles between, between oil change intervals. And it's like, I, you know, how do you, uh. I just can't imagine driving something 15,000 miles and not changing oil on it. Like, mm. no, I it don't goes either. Against every, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it goes against I just, everything I, that I just look at the expense it costs to keep good, clean oil in your engine and how much longer it's going to lubricate, how much better it's going to lubricate, how it's not going to wear your components out near as fast and everything else like that. And changing that oil, by far i mean it used to be back i remember this saying this too josh when the full synthetics came out 
and they were very expensive at the time. They've kind of come down in price like everything kind of does when they come out. But I was telling everybody, instead of running a full synthetic back then, change your oil every 2,500 miles. It's cheaper than oh. buying the full synthetic. But think about having good, clean oil every 2,500 miles and a new clean filter, how much that save, would save on wear and tear and, and everything else on your motors and stuff, too. It, to me, it's huge. And so, yeah, from the mechanical side of it, but I'm even on the on the inspection side of it or the, oh, yeah. you know, just, 15,000 miles between, uh, even and front tires aren't vehicle. wore off at all either. Are yeah. they in a 15,000? Yeah. They don't need rotated or anything I mean, else like so that. Just, just the other day, we looked at a, at a 21,000 mile, uh, vehicle and the front tire on the passenger side. I should have got pictures of that now that I, that I think about it, but the, the toe was off on it and it just chewed through the right front tire. All the other ones were at eight and the right front, the outer edge of it was uh, gone, gone, you know, just air it up a little bit. So it doesn't ride on that side of the tire, Josh, it'll wear a little longer, <laughs> right? And Not. Yeah. So it's, uh, think of somebody in that situation, you know, you, you know, change oil on it and send it out for 15,000 miles. And it, I mean, that you're going to have a blowout. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah. So no, no doubt about that a bit. We've so, got uh, got another caller here coming through. We'll get uh, we'll get the caller patched through as well. Uh, curious to see if what they got on a, any information on state inspections or not. So we'll get them patched through. Well, uh, calls coming in. Yeah, I got another little text coming in from Jared here. We'll come okay. in on that here in a minute. Let's go to visit. The, yeah, let's go to the phones. Talk to Tim. Tim, you're on live with Under the Hood. Hey, morning, Phil. Morning, Josh. How are you guys? Timothy, pretty good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing good, thanks. Hey, uh, just want to throw this out for a little conversation. Uh, being from Virginia, we have a required vehicle inspection every 12 months. Uh, you take it into a, a state-approved garage, and they go through the vehicle, check tires, brakes, everything. And if it passes, you get a rejection. I mean, if it fails, you get a rejection sticker. You got like seven days or whatever to get it fixed. And uh, if you don't get it inspected, it's a moving violation. I just thought, uh, based on uh, what you see on the road in Kansas sometimes, uh, it makes a difference, uh, safety of the vehicles and the safety of other people on the road like you were talking about. And just thought I'd throw that out there for a little conversation, see what you think. So anyway, Virginia, what do they charge for that inspection? Do you know, Tim? I think it's, it used to be $12. I think it's up around $20 now for them to go through and inspect it, providing nothing's wrong. Do you, uh, do you, uh, remember, um, as far as like the number of facilities that were able to do that? Was it, was it pretty prevalent to, to find available facilities to make that happen or? Yes, and, and they're inspected regularly by uh, Virginia State Police uh, to make sure that they, you know, keep all the logs and stuff that they're supposed to keep. And, uh, yeah, there were there are plenty of garages there because every car has to have it done. Yeah, so about every shop had a, a capability of doing the inspection. Well, you wouldn't want to drive around with that Correct. sticker on your the defective sticker running around very long, would you? No, because it shows up pretty good on your windshield when it's on there. Yeah, I bet so, too. So, you know, that's the thing is, like I was telling earlier in the show, Tim, I'm a fan of the inspections, but the problem I had when I was doing it back in the day, people just, 
light sheet steel to get into the pass or whatever and and everything else from that part too. So maybe it's not near as prevalent as it was back then. But yeah, I could see a car roll in with a different set of tires on it. You know that it was not on that car from when he when he's normally driving it and all that kind of stuff too. So it's just kind of kind of crazy. And of course, the next thing is too is what's all inspected in that inspection too. I mean, yeah. from that part, what what it's what's on that checklist? I guess is another issue. What would be there? I mean, they went through windshield crack, stuff like that, headlight alignments, brakes, tires, uh, tread wear. Um, what about uh, what about your life? What about age of the vehicle? Would that be? A, is that a thing that could pass or not pass? No, uh, I, you get a one year pass, I think, on a brand new car. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it gets an automatic one year pass because they figure everything is working correctly and should work for a year on a new car. Yeah. Uh, after it's a year old, it has to be inspected. It used to be every six months. Wow. wow. Okay. So and, what I was uh, meaning about could, could know, car be 25 years old and, is, and still go. Okay. I mean, that's why I'm saying do they have a year? Basically. No, they if it passes, it. it's safe to be on the road. Okay. You know, it's, it gets a stick. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, that's the other thing I you, know, you go travel different places and stuff in, uh, Right, those taxi cabs, you see the miles that's on those taxi cabs and stuff like that, too. <laughs> it's crazy how many miles are on those cars. But there's a couple states I've been in that they say they get so old they can't be classified as a taxi cab anymore. That's why I was curious if they had that in Virginia or not. No, but, you know, as long as the ball joints and the brakes and everything, tires are good, you can keep driving it. But it keep makes rolling. you fix something that's wrong, and it also keeps a lot of unsafe vehicles like the one you just showed. Uh, being on the highway yeah so what's your uh would would you consider to be in favor of or not on a state inspection well okay it was a pain to make sure you got yeah. it in when you needed to to get it inspected but uh you know if that was something like we had that in kansas and you guys of course would be in the proof garage or whatever to do it It'd just be part of my service interval. I'd yeah. make sure that, you know, my service was scheduled around that. And I know it'd be taken care of. I know, I already know my vehicle, you know, inspected when it comes to Mel Hamilton Ford. And I, when I get it back, I know I got all the updates and it's safe. Uh, and I feel good about traveling in it. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's going to be the people that uh, don't service their vehicles and, uh, you know, don't want to take care of them. They're going to be the ones that's going to, probably balk at it but it's for the good of every driver sure and you know that's the other side of it i i would hate to have that be a mandate in kansas just for you know the consumer inconvenience and and stuff like that especially if somebody is doing routine service and and you know taking because that's you're you're penalizing somebody like that when you're really trying to uh ensure that somebody that doesn't take the time to do it does it you know, uh, and so, uh, and at the end of that, that same person, I believe is going to turn around and find ways to, to cheat the system, you know, uh, at the end of the day. And so I, I don't know is that you would gain, uh, you know, a, a less cars off, off the road that were unsafe in any way, shape or form. So, well, yeah. you know, that's possible, but on the other side of it, if that guy had bought that truck in, uh, when he started to see a warning in the back of it, he could have probably just had a brake pad job and not had to go into the expense of a rotor and everything else involved with it. 
it could actually save people money if they knew something Certainly. was wrong or not to be wrong. Yep. Yep. I agree with that a, a thousand percent. We spent in, in this particular situation, you know, I don't know exactly what the total, total bill with it for this thing was, but there's several hundred dollars of here, uh, that were spent for fixing this deal that could have went or been applied to fixing other areas of the car or, you know, back in, back in your pocket, uh, which to me seems crazy, you know? Exactly. Um, so, you know, it's, it's got its pros and cons, uh, but, uh, I do think, uh, it gets a lot of, I mean, they, a state trooper in Virginia can pull you over and if he sees something defective on your car, he can issue a, a citation that, not necessarily a citation, but it's it's a thing that makes you take it to an inspection station and have it fully inspected. Now, I kind of like that situation. I wish that that might be something we'd have here in the state of Kansas if you got pulled over, if he saw you driving down a highway and, you know, that sort of thing. I mean, I've seen cars driving a highway. The tires are bouncing all over because the shocks are so bad and everything else like that, too, that an officer could see that and pull you over and give you a make it, fix it, repair kind of a deal, fix it ticket or whatever from that part too. I would love to see that part because that would save a lot of issues too. Yeah. I mean, it's not a tin cost you anything. It's for saying that this vehicle is now to go into an inspection station and be checked out. What's going on wrong with it or whatever. Yep. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. It could be for ball tires. Yeah. Or it could be for drag slicks. <laughs> <laughs> In your case. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, good well, comments, Tim. I really agree yeah. with you a hundred percent on some of the stuff. I wish we kind of had some laws like Virginia did, uh, to kind of do some of that stuff just to keep everybody safe on the highway. Cause man, it doesn't take it much anymore for a wreck to happen and people get hurt and, and stuff like that too, for not maintaining your cars like you need to. Exactly. Gr greatly appreciate the, right. the feedback and the conversation for sure. All right. You guys have a great day and, uh, we'll see you soon. Tim, thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon, buddy. All right. All right. Just a few minutes left on the show. Might have time for one more caller here coming up from the situation of all the stuff. You got any more questions or comments on the old state inspections or vehicle safety manners or everything else like that, too? So, uh, so you said Jared was on there? Well, he's sending me a deal about 25,000 miles on a gasoline engine service, up to 25,000 miles, normal service. Severe service up to 15,000 miles. You, uh, at so I'm trying to figure out what that's what motor or whatever that's from that he's sending me. If he's still listening, you'll have to ask him. Uh, oh, I see already. Now I get it. It's AMS oil. Oh, uh, gotcha. Okay. So AMS oil is telling you, you put their oil in your car, you can go 25,000 miles under normal service. That's severe crazy. service up to 15,000 miles. How about that? Yeah. Everybody, what I'm going to tell you is there are great oils out there. Yes, there are. And do they maintain and lubricate your engine or whatever for But The problem you got is the filters can't filter the oil. Your engine is still going to develop carbon. It's still going to wear particles. It can't happen. Putting a full synthetic oil in your motor is just better protecting it. It is not extending the service intervals. Promise you, don't do it. You're costing yourself... You're going to spend so much more money for this oil that they think you can go 15,000 miles. Can't happen. Promise you, can't happen. You keep doing that stuff, I promise you, you're that wear and tear is so bad. That filter is going to be plugged up before 15,000 miles. 
so bad that it can't filter that oil and everything else too. So now I see what Jared's sending me. So I, yeah, Jared, thanks for sending that to us and stuff too. But just remember that everybody, two things. One, the main, the manual in your car, the maintenance schedule is the minimum that you need to do minimum, not the maximum or exactly what you need to do. That's the minimum you need to do to your car to maintain it. And number two, when you put full synthetics in it, that does not extend your service, service intervals. intervals. It doesn't do it. It can't happen uh, from that part. False side. Yeah, Jared. And I, now I understand what you're saying. I agree with you hundred percent. Can't happen. Doesn't happen. If you want to do it, go ahead. You're just going to cost yourself a lot of more. Kind of like that old Fram commercial. Pay me now, pay me later. <laughs> kind of like that brake guy did. Yeah. So, he paid uh, for four brake jobs. There's what he did. Yeah. All in, all in one. Yeah. But I am a big fan of full synthetics because most of your engine wear happens when the engine starts up cold. And full synthetics get move so much faster than a multi-blend or even a conventional oils from that part. So I get that part of the deal. But again, it's not, it, it does not extend the service interval. It does not. And here's another thing. Let's go. Rex just brought up another good point. What about air filters? Yeah. Think about how much air goes through that air filter into that engine. I don't know that stat. I used to know that stat yeah, on the top of my head. Uh, for one gallon of gas, I mean, it's... Uh a yeah shit <laughs> yeah it's so much air going through there okay we change the air filter every 2500 miles <coughs> yeah and i agree depends on the conditions you're in and everything else like that too it's 2500 miles in your industry condition i get it think about that a minute if you don't have a good clean air filter what's that doing to you going down dirt roads or you know well just kansas in general between dust and debris and cotton and everything else yeah exactly so hey anyway we're running out of time everybody i really greatly appreciate all the comments and stuff josh thanks for sending those break deals yeah we're going to try to have a weekly deal about that yeah i've got uh, that uh, part i've already summons the texts and stuff like that on uh when they see something like that to holler at you so yep. you can get it in there and go get, get something in there and be able to share uh share more information like that for sure so yep. So anyway, hey, gentlemen, everybody listening we were going to have a special deal of going out to the mel hamilton auto spa and having those guys work in the background and also get Calvin on the air with us uh, and show what's going on on our new Mel Hamilton Auto. Uh, I keep wanting to call it the detail shop, but it's Mel Hamilton Auto Spa. Uh, but I was supposed to be racing in Hayes, and I wanted to be here for that. I didn't want to be in the split screen and not be in Hayes, so I told Caleb and Calvin we would do it next week. So next week we will be live out in the Mel Hamilton Auto Spa, and we will do some paint correction. We'll show some paint film uh, uh Installation, installation of that kind of thing going on from that part too. So stay tuned next week for exciting stuff. Hopefully, Josh has some more good pictures of things that cost people lots of money uh, that shouldn't have cost them a lot of money by just doing regular maintenance on your cars and stuff like that too. And I get these things; these cars are so much better than they were years ago. They can run a lot longer and everything else like that. But we have to maintain them differently than what we did 15, 20, and thirty years ago on these cars from that standpoint too. So anyway, real quick, Josh, as always, we're kind of lacking on helping yeah, our sponsors, sponsors out. out. Uh, BG products. And again, everything we talk about here, uh, maintaining your car, those guys have got the best products out there for your car to maintain them, make them run many, many more miles, make these fluid levels in there last so much longer uh, from that part. So when you're coming in for here, we have every available BG product here to take care of you, but I've got a great partnership with those guys. Love their R&D just right down the road here from us. It's fun to go down there and see those guys, what they're testing and everything else too. Uh, go to rent. Hey, if you're looking for a rental car, we're finally getting Stan's fleet built back up again, but uh, 12, 15 pasture van or expeditions, uh, 
explorers, whatever you might need to get on a little trip. Don't want to put the miles in your car, whatever. Stan's got a great fleet of vehicles finally again. Uh, so give Stan a call right inside here at GoToRent. Big Corner Karate for all your advertising needs. If you've got a company needs some help, you need a web page design, whatever it might be to advertise your company or your personal business, whatever it might you might have. Jesse's got a great crew down there. It can help you with Google, traditional, race car wraps, window wraps, uh, tent, anything else from that part. So everybody have a great weekend. Hopefully it'll warm up a little bit and everybody stay tuned for next week. We'll be out at the Mel Hamilton auto spa and we'll show you some paint correction and some paint protection film being installed and everything else that we're going to be doing out there in that new building. So uh, everybody have a safe Saturday and we'll talk to you next Saturday.